So today on Bridges, we will talk about how God is working in your waiting. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. And as we talk about God is working in your waiting, let's first consider a few people in the Bible that had to wait. Uh, Let's think about for a moment, Abraham and Sarah, who waited for a son, long wait. Let's think about Joseph, who waited for a promotion. Moses waited to lead the Israelites out of slavery, and Joshua had to wait for the promised land. Ruth, she waited for a husband. David waited to become a king. Elijah, he waited on a lot of things, but one of the biggest things he waited on was rain. Job, Job waited for the suffering to end, please. And Paul waited to be released from prison. And these are just a few examples of people waiting in the Bible. And so I ask you today, what are you waiting for? Is it an answered prayer? Are you waiting to get married? Are you waiting for a better job? Are you waiting to go to school? We are all waiting for something. And truth number one for today is waiting is a universal experience. In other words, no one is exempt from waiting. We are all going to go through waiting at least once, but probably several times. When I look back at every season of my life, there was always something that I'm waiting for. Even Jesus waited. Think about that. He waited for his disciples. He waited for his parents. He waited for his crucifixion. He waited for his glorification. And right now, he's waiting to return. His whole life here on earth, death, burial, resurrection, are all examples of faithful waiting. Look with me, if you would, at a scripture. I'll read it out of the New Living Translation, Revelation 3, verse 20. Look, and this is Jesus speaking, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. So even this scripture that we have probably all heard is a depiction of Jesus waiting. Well, what is he waiting on? He's waiting on us. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you will answer, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Think about that. Right now, without any waiting, we have the opportunity to enjoy a relationship with Jesus Christ knowing him as our savior, but also as the friend that sticks closer than a brother. As I started putting this series together, I never really thought about the fact that Jesus did a lot of waiting here on earth. He's waiting to return right now. And right now he's knocking on the doors of our heart and asking us, would you please stop your busy life? Would you please stop your angst about all your waiting? And would you let me in? Could we share a meal together as friends? He's longing for that relationship with you and me. And in our waiting, he can show us and he can teach us a lot of things. So always remember, like when you're in the waiting, and I have to remind myself, waiting is a universal experience. We all go through it. And most of us, we don't like it, right? We want what we want and we want it now. When I go to the grocery store, I want to get groceries. I don't want to wait in a long line. When I go to the airport, 
you know, I just want them to let me to the gate. I don't want to wait in a long security line, but I have to because waiting is a universal experience. And so in the online extras today, we'll put the scriptures that we talk about today, but I really want you to think about what are you waiting for? I know that I find it very helpful if I will just write things down, like, you know, I'm waiting for this prayer to be answered. I'm waiting for wisdom in this area of my family. I'm waiting for prodigals to come home spiritually. I'm waiting. And when I write that down and invite God into that process, it doesn't necessarily make the waiting uh, go away. It doesn't necessarily make the waiting more comfortable, but I do have his presence in that journey of waiting. Now, truth number two today for today is waiting increases trust. And here's where you and I really have to lean in to the power of God because when we are waiting, it's an opportunity to increase our trust in God if we will take that perspective. Or we can just choose to stay mad and be mad at everybody and everything because we're waiting in traffic, because we're waiting to see the doctor, because we're waiting for our kids to do the right thing or waiting for an apology. There's just all kinds of waiting. But waiting, one of the things it does for us, and, and I think probably the reason that it causes us angst and anger and at different levels, different emotions, is that waiting makes us understand, it forces us to understand that we are not in control. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Intellectually, we know we're not in control, but in our hearts and heads in everyday life, we like to think we have some measure of control and waiting identifies that we are not in control. Let's say, for example, you're looking for a job. And let's say that you have great education, work experience, great references. You can turn you know, your resumes in, you can go to Indeed, you can do this, you can do that. But the thing is, other than having that great resume and other than being faithful in turning that in and making yourself available and networking, you really can't make somebody offer you a job. You may be in a hurry, like you may need the next paycheck. And like, I get that, most of us get that. But waiting makes us see that we're not in control. We can have all the right things, but sometimes we're waiting on something or someone else. And in those cases, we can cry out to God and say, God, in this hugely uncomfortable situation of waiting, help me to increase my trust in you. I realize that 
I'm not ever going to get that job offer until, until you help me, until you surround me with favor as a shield. God, help me get to the place that I need to be. But in the waiting, God, I want to increase my trust in you because there's tension in where we are right now and where we think we need to be or where we are right now and where that next job is or where we are right now in that answered prayer or where we are right now to meeting Mr. or Mrs. Miss Wright or whatever that is, there's tension in that space. And if we can acknowledge that tension and invite God into it and say, God, I want to be able to trust you. I want to trust you more fully. You can acknowledge to God all the things, all that you're going through, right? You can tell him, this is a long, hard, and painful wait. If you're, for example, waiting to get married, it can be incredibly painful to see a lot of the people in your friend group get married. And you're not. And you're like, well, I broke up with my boyfriend of several years and I have nobody. So like a husband or a wife is nowhere in sight. And that waiting can hurt. And so I'm not telling you this and saying, well, you know, when you do this, it won't hurt. What I'm saying is we can ask God, what are the lessons that you want me to learn in this waiting? How can I learn to trust you more fully? How can I learn to understand that you are the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the one who was, the one who is, the one who is to come. And so therefore I can trust you because your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. God, I don't get it, but I want to trust you more. I want to go through this painful period of waiting with you by my side, with your spirit sustaining me and understand that God is working in your waiting, even if you don't see it. He hears every prayer. He sees us. He's working all things out, his word says, for our good. If we love him, if we're called according to his purpose, his word says that he delights in our details, that he orders our steps. So you can trust him in the middle of chaos, in the middle of you don't know what your next is. You can trust him and you can pray and say, God, I'm so afraid. And I realize this waiting is hard on me. I, I want to trust you more fully. I want to understand, God, that you're working in my waiting. If you're waiting, you know, on a prodigal, that can be like a long journey. And you can be praying with another mom for her prodigal and her prodigal could come home spiritually before yours. And you think, why? I've prayed all the same prayers, God. I've done all the right things and I'm still waiting. And I think it's important to acknowledge our angst, to acknowledge that we're heartbroken. You say, well, but you know, we're, we're highly blessed and favored and we are, but doesn't the Bible say that he's close to the brokenhearted and those that are crushed in spirit? So if you're watching right now and the wait seems way too long, maybe the wait seems unfair. Maybe the wait just seems painful. Maybe the wait just seems confusing. Understand that God is working in your waiting and that if you're heartbroken, He's close to the heartbroken and those who are crushed in spirit. One of the things that it says that he comes to do is to bind up our wounds and that by his stripes, we are healed. So we don't have to pretend with God. 
we can be honest about what we're experiencing, about our emotions, there's something tremendously freeing about that. There are times that when I pray, I just cry tears. God gets it. I'm waiting. God gets that. I'm hurting. God understands. And when I'll let myself be real, it might take a few minutes or a long while, but when I let myself be real, I will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and the nearness of his comfort. Understand that in your waiting, God wants your heart. He wants you. He wants you and he wants me to know that we can trust him. And so ask yourself, and I'll put this in the online extras, are you willing to see waiting as an opportunity to strengthen your faith in Christ? Because I can tell you there's so many times I have not waited well, and I have not looked at it as an opportunity to strengthen my trust. I've looked at it as not an opportunity and just something to get through and something to get over. And the more that I try to do that, the longer the wait seems, because then I'm also upset about waiting and I'm frustrated. And so if we'll understand that waiting is a universal experience, we all have to do it at some time and at some place. Jesus had to wait. And he's still waiting right now to return. In fact, he's at the scripture says he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and for me. Think about how faithful he is. Think about how much he loves us. Think about how much right now in your waiting, even if you feel hurt, broken, if you feel invisible, if you feel left out, he wants to come in and share a meal with you as a friend. He wants to bring you comfort. I know we are all like, well, you know, that's really good, but I just really want my situation resolved. I mean, there have been more times than I want to say that I felt like that, like God just fix this because I want to move on. And he's like, well, I'm working in your waiting, but while I'm working on what you can't see, Monica, I want to help you grow up. I want to help you to trust me more because that's the whole point of this thing, right? that we become mature disciples, followers of Christ. And so to mature, there has to be waiting. But it's not just waiting to make us miserable. And it's not just waiting to wait. It's God is working in your waiting. And if we'll lean into him and understand that we all go through it, and that it's an opportunity to strengthen our trust, it can make the wait fruitful and productive and we are trusting that he's working in our waiting. When we get to the end of our abilities, it's a reminder just to focus on him. It's a reminder of the tension between where we are now and where we're going to go. Psalm 62, 5 out of the New Living Translation says it like this. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. And you all, that's the whole thing, is that our hope is in Jesus Christ. It's not just in a specific result or a specific outcome or God working whatever that is out in a certain way. It's about all of our hope is in him and that we understand that while we are waiting, that God is working in your waiting. I've often seen in my life that God does his best work when I am completely in the dark, when I have no idea what he's doing, I have 
you know, no idea what's going to happen next. And there's that angst because we want to be in control or think we're in control anyway. But this waiting, God is working in your waiting. Let that comfort you. Let that surround you. And be faithful to come before the Lord and be real and be honest. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't say what you just think God wants to hear. He knows anyway. He knows. The word of God says Jesus is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus knows what it's like to wait. The angst that he went through waiting to face the cross. That's some angst in the waiting right there to be so distraught that your heart is so heavy that he sweated drops of blood. That is a lot of angst. So when people, you know, I'm not going to tell you that all waiting is just, oh, happy, 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 because it's not. There are moments that it's just really hard. If you're waiting for a diagnosis, if you're waiting to go through chemo, if you're waiting on something that's big and something that's heavy, what I'm saying is God is working and you're waiting. He loves you. He wants to bring you that comfort. He wants to be with you on that journey. And so instead of fighting it, just let him in. Sometimes I just have to think to myself, you know, I'm just fighting all of this because I just don't want it. I'm just trying to pray it away. And God is like, I want you to walk through it. And I'm going to give you everything that you need to walk through it. And I'm thinking, but that's not what I want. But God knows best. He knows what I need. He knows that I need to mature and grow up. He knows that we all do. We, there's room for growth for all of us. Truth number three for today is that waiting underscores our limits. Look with me at John 15 and verse 5, and I'll read it there out of the New Living Translation. It says, yes, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And in waiting for something that we really want or something that's really hard, we bump up against that limit 
that there's nothing that we can do. And the scripture says that he's the vine and we are the branches. So we are to remain connected to him. It says those, those who remain in him, which means some won't, because sometimes we get busy, we get off doing our own thing. We have an idea that we can fix it. We can fix someone. We can fix the job. And we get all hung up because we don't want to wait. It says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So the key there to producing fruit is not to work harder and try to fix it. It's not to cry and to worry about it. Acknowledge all of that. But the key thing is to remain in him. And when we remain, in some translations say abide, when we abide in him, he allows us to produce fruit, the fruit of patience, which is so important in a wait, that we can patiently wait with endurance. The Bible says that we will wait in a way that honors God. I think you probably know, like I know, that we can get ourselves in a whole lot of trouble if we're not willing to wait. I have a friend who, you know, she married the wrong guy and got in a, just a big mess because she was tired of waiting. I mean, all her friends got married. Her younger sister got married before she did. And she just decided, you know, this guy looks pretty good and I'm going to pray a lot and I'm going to marry him. And mm, it didn't work. So we can really derail our lives when we're unwilling to wait well when we're unwilling to honor God and to say, God, I understand that you are working in my waiting. The wait, again, it's not for nothing. It's not to cause you angst or pain. It's not to punish you. But the wait is an opportunity to increase our trust, to recognize our limitations. We all know in situations, there's only so much we can do. Someone in my family wanted to go on a cruise So they had to get a passport. They hadn't had one before. So, you know, you fill out all the paperwork, right? You go get your passport picture, and then you wait for the passport so you can go on the cruise. So when his passport arrived, there was a mistake on it. He looks at it, and it asked where you're born, all right? So he wrote down KY for Kentucky. He gets back his passport, and what does it say? It says he was born in Kenya. (laughs) So... Correcting that mistake was not as easy as it we might imagine because they're like, well, why did you put Kenya? Oh, I didn't put Kenya. I, so the cruise, like all, all of that, a bunch of waiting, waiting for the mistake. Like everybody knew after a while that it should have been KY for Kentucky, but the passport said Kenya. So you can't get past that until it goes through the red tape and the waiting. So waiting really underscores our limits. We can even know that there's a problem, but we're not able to take care of it. So what do we have to do? We have to wait for other people to do their jobs and to do what they're supposed to do. And in that wait, there can be a beautiful and a sweet time of growth, a time of getting to know God more personally, a time of sharing fellowship with God. And remember, out of Revelation 3 and verse 20, he says, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And if you'll just answer, I'll come in and I'll share a meal with you. 
So I want to lead us in just a moment in a prayer that God will help us to wait well, that he will help us to endure patiently and with faith. And many times that's done every day to dress in the full armor of God, to stand ready, to be prepared. There's a part that we have to do, and then there's a part that only God can do. And that space between what we can do and he can do is the wait. And to recognize by faith that God is working in your waiting. So I'm gonna pray for us right now that God will help us to wait and to wait well. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. And I lift everybody that's watching. God, you know, your word says that you're touched with the feelings of our infirmities. You know everything about us. You know what we're gonna say before we even say it. Yet you tell us to ask and you ask us to wait patiently with endurance. So I ask right now, God, for everybody that's watching and myself, help us to open up our eyes to the fact that you are working in our waiting that our waiting is not to punish us, that God, you are maturing us and helping us and leading us. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would comfort broken hearts, that you would bring peace to those that are not at peace, that God, that you would reveal yourself in a way that every person would understand and would recognize your Holy Spirit. And Father, while the enemy would work to torment us in the wait, I pray that the wait will grow our faith, will grow our love for you and our love for other people. And that God, that you will just delight in our details and work out your most perfect and holy will for all of us. God, I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Another thing that I would like to recommend as you wait for whatever you're waiting is to come up with a waiting plan. I know that might seem odd, but I really felt like the Lord directed me to make a waiting plan because I'm just one of those people like, I need to think that I'm doing something about it. And you're like, well, how in the world would you make a waiting plan? I decided that in my wait for prodigals that I wanted my faith to grow in such a way that it would please God like the Gentile woman who went and asked for her daughter to be healed. And Jesus said, mm, no, I'm not here for you. And she, she, and she says, but even the dogs get crumbs from your table. She was not going to be denied. So I've decided in my waiting plan that I want to wait like that Gentile woman. I want to wait in faith. I want to demonstrate to God that I understand that he loves me and that he is working in my waiting. Another part of my plan is to wait in obedience like Mary, the mother of Jesus. When she got that news that she was going to have a baby and overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, she just said, God, may it be unto me as you said. Now, you know, we think, well, she's Mary, the mother of Jesus. You, you all, that had to be hard. <laughs> that had to be hard. And then recall to yourself that scripture in 2 Peter where it says that God waits patiently says that he is not slow and slack in keeping his promise, as some people think, but that he is waiting for all to come to repentance. So that's my waiting plan. And I want to put that in the online extras for you. Have a waiting plan. 
And when the angst, when the, you know, when the worry, when the concern comes up, look at your waiting plan and remind yourself that, you know, this is what I've committed to God. I've committed to God that I want to please him with my faith because the word says without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? And then we have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says that what we do in private will be rewarded in public. So go into your prayer closet, get your waiting plan. I wanna wait in obedience. I don't wanna mess up my waiting, I do not. I don't wanna give in to worry, doubt, concern. And of course, I mess up sometimes, but he's faithful. So today we've talked about waiting and that God is working in your waiting. So if you've been discouraged, if you've been distraught, if you've thought that waiting is a punishment, I want you to put all of those thoughts aside and to believe by faith that God is working in your waiting. Today's truth that I want to leave you with and I want you to hold on to is that, say this, while I am waiting, God is working. So remember that the wait is not for naught. God is always working on our behalf and he's always working for our best interest. And you can hold on to that, that God is working in your waiting. I'm just about out of time. So I will see you next time on Bridges with more Hope for the Journey. And oftentimes, You know, you're chasing happiness, but you don't know that God is the best way to achieve the happiness you're looking for. And so I was trying to end my suffering by sinning, but I only ended up sinning my way into more suffering. That was Grammy winner Lecrae unpacking his testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.